Good evening, people. This is uh, Randall Sanborn Fields. And um, as promised, I told you that we will be having additional stories for American Nightmare as I am writing and gearing up for season two, which we won't call American Nightmare. It's going to be called... Um, Wrath of the Golden Ninja. So, um, that's that. So, um, what I'm, I'm really hoping that you enjoy these episodes. This is a little bit more gritty and raw with less quality because I don't have time to put a whole bunch of quality in it because I am, you know, I'm spending most of my time, uh, writing. I hope that you guys like the season finale. I'm still praying that some people uh, write a an iTunes review. I would really appreciate it. Like I've said before, um, it helps like a great deal when you write reviews. So um, thank you for the people that have written them. I would just like more <laughs> reviews but you know how I feel about that so um, I haven't decided yet because I've, I've known that um, every week is I think it's okay like once a week to put out something to put out a story or twice a week I'm, I'm not sure what I'm going to do Maybe one every Friday and then one every Monday, something like that. Um, I'm not quite sure. Maybe one, one, once a week because American, I mean, sorry, not American Nightmare. Wrath of the Golden Ninja season two will be, I'll be able to read it. It'll be ready enough for me to read. Um in a month you know so which means I'll probably most likely be just about finished with it like I said I have to be at least in the third act before I even contemplate reading it and I also will start shopping the first season of American Nightmare I got a lot of rejections I already got like like 10 rejections already from big time agents. It's really hard to find an agent. Like it's super difficult, um, but I'm not going to lose hope. I'm going to just keep on trying it. Agents are, they just really hard. They're the gatekeepers. So, um, but I think that this series is good enough to be, um, a Netflix anime feature. Um, you know, a couple of seasons, like three or four seasons. And they have a, a gap that they need to be filled. You know, now that Marvel and Disney left, they need something like this, like a, like some kind of epic, you know. And uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't quite call it an epic. The Golden Ninja. Um, but it's more than Black Lightning, but less than Game of Thrones, you know. 
there's not enough story for for to be a Game of Thrones. Um, but it's more story than Black Lightning <laughs> or Castlevania or something like this. So um, I'm still trying to do that. But I have my friends Aries here, and once or twice a week, depending on I guess how I feel, I maybe once and then twice and then once I might rotate and I upload a audio clip which is not going to be the best quality I do apologize for that um, it's just I'm not going to have a lot of time because you know I'm going to be writing but he's going to be telling you real stories about like our lives in the Bronx and um, when I talk to people in China they, and they ask me like they say yo where are you from and I say yeah I'm American and say wow it's so great you know they think America is paved in gold and I have to correct them I don't tell them about my life but I have to correct them and, and say that you know not all that is cracked up to be not that I'm not appreciative of being an American like I, I do appreciate being American but sometimes it's like a slap in the face like because like being an American you're supposed to at least in the Constitution it says you you have a right to the pursuit of happiness and just this great living condition because we're the United States of America and then when you go to the South Bronx and you see the destitution that Hispanics and blacks live in every day you like is this the pursuit of happiness you know and that's one of the reasons why I call it American Nightmare because my life was a nightmare like when I was born almost died on like several occasions you know my bones is broken my parents were neglectful my father was a you know alcoholic mother's a crackhead you know how do you how do you get out of that like if if you start out life this far back like how do you are you able to get on with your life here I am 40 years old and I still think about this stuff and some people say yo you gotta move on and I'm like I have moved on you know my life is much better than it was I have moved on but I cannot block it completely out of my life I think I would have achieved better if I had a better life you know like and it seems like this kind of fate is only reserved for minorities like blacks and Hispanics or what have you. Um, especially for blacks. It's like, it seems like we're destined to be born in these conditions, you know? And, um, the thing is, a lot of it is our fault. That's the thing. Like a lot of it is our fault, but the system contributes to our ignorance like the system 
profoundly contributes to our ignorance. The, the plight of black folk. I would say that the system that is currently in effect now is around 40% responsible for what's happening um, to the culture of black people. And we're so brainwashed, black folks are so brainwashed that sometimes we don't even see it right in front of our faces. Like, um, I mean, say for instance, sports, basketball, football, they ain't nothing but slavery. It's the same thing, you know. That's what you can hope to, to be when you're when you born in the Bronx or, or Brooklyn, certain parts of Brooklyn, like Brownsville or you know Buffalo New York now or the South Bronx like when you grow up what can you hope to be there's not a lot of prospects I know I didn't have a lot of prospects and it's hard people like me I just had a really tough skin like that that's how I got out and it's by luck too. It was luck and this tough skin. I don't think most people could go through what I went through and still be okay. You know, um, I got out intact with minimal mental instability. You know, uh, it doesn't really affect me mentally. Like I don't really have that much trauma, which I got lucky. But a lot of trauma has happened to me. You know. But Aries is going to tell you a story now, and his story is 10 times as profound as mine. Like, he's been through so much things, and I wanted, I wanted to get this on tape, okay? Um, because the Bronx, the South Bronx is a lot like Iraq. That's why, that's why you know, there are some parts in America that are, are a lot like Iraq in the Middle East and the war-torn Syria and all this stuff you think not but um, in these stories these true stories we will demonstrate to you how similar these two places are it's going to be very profound and uh, I hope that when you listen to these stories maybe you can learn something you know and enjoy them for what they are their stories okay so here is the first story a friendship lost see me uh ah my nigga jay my nigga jay yeah that's my dude man um bro we used to we used to hang out heavy and we hung out heavy bro Rest in peace to my guy Jay too. Rest in peace. I'll get to that. But um, yeah, we hung out heavy, man. We used to drink together, smoke marijuana together. You know what I mean? We, that was my boy. Um, we had a fight. Yeah, we got into a fight one time. Um, what happened is uh, me and him. You know, at this, I was I was probably around uh, 
maybe 17, 18, maybe at the time. And that's back in my so-called heyday. <laughs> um, me and him, we used to drink a lot, like 40 ounces. Mind you, we were in the, you know, we were in the Bronx, you know, so. So basically, you know, it's just a, the, the Bronx in the early 90s was just like, like literally the concrete jungle. When you say concrete jungle, that's what a jungle was back then. It wasn't anything to do, but basically everyone stood outside either on the corner or in front of their building trying to hustle whatever it was that they had to try to make a dollar, you know? And so me and him, we would, sit, we would always hang out in front in the other building. Um, we would drink 40s, smoke blunts, you know? And um, one day me and him were outside drinking and we got really drunk and uh, started wrestling. And, uh, you know, I'm a pretty big dude. He's, he was a pretty big dude, but, you know, I was a little stronger than him. And I threw him in that, that one wrestling move, the full Nelson. And um, I, I didn't realize it when I had him in the full Nelson that he was, like, getting upset because he couldn't overpower me. Also, it was like I almost humiliated him. humiliated him it wasn't almost I humiliated him straight up because there was a lot of people out that day and everybody saw that I overpowered him and in his but in his drunken state he couldn't understand that you know we were just playing even I was drunk too but he was my boy like that so I didn't take it as nothing you know he was like you know he was being a little rough and all you know trying to grab grapple with me and shit and I was I wasn't stressing it though I knew I could overpower him and when I did it it's like I don't know what happened it was like he snapped I let him go because he started saying, let me go. Let me go with like this, like this demonic voice. I'm like, what? And then I let him go, turns around, he looks at me. He's just staring at me. And so at this point, I'm like, I can see that look in his eye. Like he wants to fight or, or, or he wants to do something. So he literally took a swing at me, but you know, he missed. I kind of weaved out the way and, and he missed the punch. He took another swing at me, and I um, I, I kind of I weaved that one, and I'm like, and, and in my mind I was thinking like, yo, is this dude for real right now? Is he serious? Like, you know, I didn't want to. I knew he was drunk. I didn't want to fight him, but then he took another swing, and I weaved that one, and then I was like, you know what? That's it. And so, basically, you know, we we started, you know, fighting. You know, I got the better of him. You know, I wasn't. I, I don't think I was as into intoxicated as he was, honestly, to tell you the truth. But honestly, I still think I would have got the better of him, whether he was intoxicated or not, just because I, 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 at that time, I was more on more on the athletic side, man. I played ball every day. I, you know, I was like, I was I was with it with, with my hands. I slap boxed a lot. You know, growing up in the neighborhood in the Bronx, slap boxing was always a huge thing. We did that. It was keep our hand skills sharp in case those type of situations came up where you had to spar up with a dude. So anyway, back to what I was saying, um, and so, uh, you know, we start hitting. Anyway, long story short, uh, I like, he threw a punch. I like kind of ducked it and like kind of threw like a, a, like a, like a little hook and I caught him with the hook and like just, it just stunned him. It was enough to stun him to the point where he stopped, kind of backed up holding his face. And, um, what I realized is when I hit him, when I hit him with the little hook, I caught him in the eye. So I like, 
I like blood clotted his eye. Like I put like a blood clot and shit in his eye. He wasn't too happy about that. So he ran upstairs. I'm thinking like, you know, he just going upstairs or whatever. You know, I wasn't like trying to get up out of there then because I didn't think it was that serious. Like, you know what I'm saying? But when he came back down, he had a knife. And so he ran out, he had the knife in his hand and he rushed towards me with the knife. And like, you know, out of adrenaline, I kind of try to weave it. And when I weaved this way, she swung and caught me with the other arm this way, boom. So he caught me. He kind of caught me one one time, but it was a weak punch because he he was right-handed, so he's holding the knife with the right hand, trying to swing, and but the left hand he's trying to he's trying to catch me with it at the same time. I'm just worrying about the knife. I'm trying to weave the knife, you know what I'm saying? And he finally, finally, like his mom came out, you know, because he's like swinging a knife and trying to catch me, but I'm weaving it. And then he kind of caught me like two good times with like, not really that it affected me, but with like his like his weaker hand, he caught me with two good punches and that was it. But basically he couldn't take the fact that he had just got outdone by me in a wrestling match. And then he turned it into something physical, like a real altercation. And then he got outdone in me that way. So he resorted to that. You know, I mean, I was a little mad about it because in my mind, I was like, I should have not even stood around after the fight. You know what I mean? I should have left immediately. Like, you know what I mean? I gave him enough time to run upstairs, you know? You know, what if he, you know, I never thought about it because back then I was young and naive and never really thought about shit like that. But what if he would have had a gun? You know, in this day and age, that would have been a dumb decision. I would have gotten into it with one of the kids in this generation and stood there. They would have came back with a gun and shot me to down, you know? So... You know, that was all, that was, that's, that was what had happened with that, that fight. But, um, I mean, me and him were at odds for like a month behind that, like just giving each other dirty looks and just mean mugging each other constantly. And then finally it was just like, uh, one of our mutual friends kind of just brought us together one day and just like, yo, you guys got to like, let this shit go, man. You know what I mean? Like you guys can't be beefing with each other. Cause it was almost like. He had the vendetta. I wasn't a matter. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you did what you did. Like, I could have did what I did, but I let it go. Like, we lived literally, like, 50 yards from each other. You know what I'm saying? It's like, come on. Like, why are we doing this, you know? So. But long story short, we ended up, you know, we ended up, you know, settling our differences. And we got back cool, man. And, like, you know what I mean? That was, like, my man, 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 until I ended up moving out of the Bronx, man. And then, you know, a couple years back, fast forward a couple years, you know, we stayed in touch with each other from time to time. A few times I seen him, like, you know, coming back and forth to the city, but it wasn't never really that real relationship that me and him had for, like, three straight summers of, like, 95, 96, and 97. We just kind of was, like, ice outside all the time, hanging with each other, you know what I mean? And part, and part of 98, too. A lot of 98, too, you know what I mean? And like, you know, like re- like a few years back, he uh he actually died, you know, and that's uh I'll get to that too. He uh he literally fell in between two train cars and was, you know, killed by a you know, by a moving train. And um that was due to addiction and you know what I mean, his his love for, you know, Angel Dust, but rest in peace. I say that to my homie Jay. We used to call him Jay Boogie, you know what I mean? Rest in peace, Jay. Hope you holding your head, you know what I mean? That fight made me and him like tight because after that it was kind of like 
he always think thought that he always had that instilled in his mind that no one around could fuck with him when it came to like the hands, you know what I mean? And I was that one that did it. So after we fought and that whole shit subsided, he had like the the ultra respect for me. Like, you know what I mean? Like I've been I used to go hang in his house, with, uh, ate dinner at his crib, you know, shit like that. Like we were, we were tight, you know what I mean? So you know, that's all I really gotta say about that story, you know. Honestly, I don't think he was trying to kill me or maim me. I think he was trying to like, I think he was just like trying to make me flinch with the knife and then swing with the other hand. You know what I mean? You know, so like I was trying to like weave the knife. You know what I mean? Like he wasn't like, you know, it wasn't like he tried to like kill me, like stab me up. He just was like swinging the knife. But like kind of flinch stopping before he got to me like try to see if he could get me to make a move and then try to swing with the left to get me to be off of balance you get what i'm saying it was like a kitchen knife man like i'll probably say like like a little fucking steak knife or some shit like that you know what i mean like but <clears throat> my thing is this if he really wanted to stab me like there was no way that there was he could have stabbed me bro you know what I'm saying? Like, he could have really put in effort to try to stab me if he wanted to, and he didn't. You know what I mean? He, like, kept swinging, but, like, was, like, trying to get me off balance, though, so he could take a swing. You know what I mean? I wish I could kind of show you what I mean, you know? Yeah, well, I kind of, you know, um, well, basically, I... You know, at the at the time when he ran out with the knife, it was like, you know what I mean? Like, it was kind of like right then and there, you know what I mean? So it was like, I would have definitely gave him the hands, you feel me? I would have definitely give, threw the hands with him, but I wasn't going to, you know what I mean? I was trying to, like, like move. I wasn't trying to let this motherfucker hit me, you feel me? But he was, like, running on me, you know what I'm saying? Like, he was running on me, so it's like... You know, you, I'm like backing away from him, trying to weave the knife and the punch. You know, but, you know. So that's all. But but what basically what happened after the fight? Like, um, we we fight. Um, like I said, he he did what he did. You know what I mean? Um, he went upstairs. Mom calmed him down, grabbed him up or whatever. He went upstairs with his mom, you know what I'm saying? She, you know, calmed him down. And me, I stayed outside because, like, bro, it was like I wasn't hurt. I wasn't affected by it at all, you know what I'm saying? I had, like, a little bit of, a, like, a little lump, like, right here on my chin. I mean, my cheek. But it was, like, it was easy. It was light. It was like I put a little bit of ice and that shit was gone. So it was, like, it wasn't really, like, it wasn't, like, nothing. I stayed outside. He just, you know. I stayed outside. I chilled. I ended up going back up the block because you know how I, you know how we live. We could go either up the block or down the block. So when shit would get hectic down the block, I could shoot up the block. You feel me? So and vice versa. If I get bored up the block, I go down the block. You know how that was. So that's what I did. It wasn't nothing really popped off after that. Only thing people were saying was how I whooped his ass. That was basically it.